0: V StarHard. Star State of Mind is back. We got a grab bag of stuff to talk about today. Uh, a lot of CAA stuff, a lot of Rich Paul stuff, a lot of RJ, Mitch, whole bunch of stuff, man. Probably getting to the season schedule. It's Dianus podcast. My man State is here with me today. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, my brother. What
1: is going on? My brother, what's up, bro? <laughs> my, my brother,
0: how are you, my brother?
1: <laughs> my brother, yo, I thought about yo real quick. I thought about um, remember the part in Coming to America <laughs> where the guy tried to rob the McDonald's?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god, that was a classic movie, man. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I notice something a little
1: bit something that I didn't see before. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's, bad. that's for any movie or any old cartoon. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what's going on, man? This is um this is really like 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 your thing here. You know what I'm saying? So you, you could just um just start whenever you want to, brother.
1: Uh I guess we could get right into the the I guess we could talk about our centers at the moment, you know, no Noel and Mitchell Robinson. But today it came out that Nurless Noel files a lawsuit against Unclutch Sports agent Rich Paul. And so, since you're older than me, I would like to ask you uh, have you ever like had business ventures fall through because of the person you was dealing with doing shady business? Or it's not even a business adventure, like something, just a venture or something of anything. Yeah, that that's the
0: nature of people, man. People always got something else instead of instead of just doing what you what what you plan to do. There's always something extra going on behind the scenes, whether Somebody always got something extra going on. So that that applies for everything. It it could even be something as simple as, as like starting a, a tournament or or trying to run a team or whatever. There's always something behind the thing going on. Like, and then and nobody ever wants to um tell everybody the full story, you know, just leaving right. people in the dark and stuff. So I guess that's what's going on with um this Rich Paul stuff. Cause I mean, if um if they had a plan and he hired him and stuff, he should have he probably should have um said something,
1: you know? Yeah, and so basically, um you know, Dallas was calling Rich Paul to offer uh Neurons in the wild 70 million. Now at the time, right, we was all I, I even I was baffled. I'm like, yo, why would he walk away from 70 million? And then yeah, okay. it comes out today that Rich Paul told him to take the shorter deal, to take the one-year deal, and then he could give him a bigger deal on unrestricted free agency. Remember months ago, me and you were talking about uh, the Timberwolves, and they was doing shady business? And yeah.
0: That was the Joe Smith stuff. Yes. And when they yes. made, like made him like a promise contract that they couldn't really afford to pay him, and then it turned out to be big-time tampering. They lost draft
1: picks and all kind of stuff. Yes. So, you know, he was doing shady business. And then back in free agency in 2017, you know, Noel claims in a lawsuit, he was offered a four year, $70 million deal by the Mavericks, a number that was reported by several news outlets that summer during free agency. Noel said he fired Walters and hired Paul after they met at Ben Simmons birthday party in Los Angeles. And you know, Paul advised him to pass on 70 million dollar offer and accept a one-year deal so he could be a unrestricted free agent the following year when Paul said he could get Noel a more lucrative contract, and that's just from ESPN. So imagine you and 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 we could keep the race out of it because they're both African American. So it's nothing about race here, it's nothing about none of that garbage. But imagine you, your agent tells you to not accept the offer and you get basically 65 million and less than what you initially wanted. <laughs> How would <Yeah>. you feel? <laughs> that happens all
0: the time. I, I'm, my mom, I, I can throw my, my mom out there, man. She, um, she had bought a house, but um, this, they, they kept trying to tell her to, to buy a certain house. Right. So I'm like, I'm looking mm-hmm. at it as a, as a young person, I'm, I'm helping her out with the whole thing. Um, uh, I'm like, this house don't have no value, you know. Look where it is, you know. Look, look, look at the size of it. Look at, look at how much, um, you know, work needs to be done to it, upgrades and stuff. The other house, um, was ready to move in. The the people were still living there, but as soon as everything came together, they were moving down south. They were taking the bread and they were going down south. But the whole house was was um, they were living in it comfortably, you know. So that would have been the better investment. It was in a better area, more quieter, and this, that, and the other. Anyway, you know, f- uh, fast forward down the line, you know. My 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 mom abandons the the freaking place. Don't tell nobody. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's that's all shady business. That's my freaking mother, man. So I mean, like it could have it could ha- come from from any it could come from anywhere. You know, people people that just bugged out, like they they have the, the thought in their mind of what they want out of something, and they just don't tell the whole story. Like neural should have been a little bit smarter too. You you can't just trust a guy. Seventy million is seventy million. He should have just took the money. How much more money could he get? The dude can't even. You know, like we were talking about on the other part, can't even create his own shot, can't even catch the ball, you know? What kind of people does he have around him?
1: And remember, he was on Philly, and they were talking about how he was trashing his hotel and stuff. So I think he changed the people around him after that time. So when he went to OKC, he was a a great teammate. And speaking of um, Philadelphia, right, Noel, and this was after the fact, so Noel allegedly allegedly learned that Brett Brown, who was coaching the Philadelphia 76ers at the time, the team that drafted him actually, that the 76ers front office had been trying to contact Paul to discuss a potential deal and, and that Paul refused to respond. That's shady business, yo. That yeah. is shady business.
0: Yeah, basically he's he's like, fuck him. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he should have, he should have he did whatever, he, he's mad, fuck him. That That's basically what that is. that is, that's not cool. You know, that's also reputation too, man. Shout out to um Leon Rose. Um, Leon Rose has a has a fairly great reputation with the whole CAA stuff. Like, we, like when he first came down, you know, we always talking, talking um craziness about how, how they might um you know mess up the franchise or have their like CAA stuff, or oh we're only gonna um get certain players now, whatever. But now, you know, as things are playing out, it's it's just more of being in the know of what's happening out there you know, the like mm-hmm. Rich Pauls and stuff like that. I'm quite sure Leon Rose knows that Rich Paul is, is a, a piece of S.H.I.T. or allegedly, you know, because um, he used to work for him, right? He used to work for Leon yes. Rose. that that's
1: the thing. That's the thing. We got to remember they used to work together. So, right, let, let me throw this at you. You think Leon Rose pushed New to sue Rich Paul? Well, you know, no, no listen well. He's from—is he from Philly? He's from Philly, right? I mean, I mean, he got drafted to Philly, but I can search where he's from right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm just asking because I
0: mean, when it, when all this was happening, he was a young guy. Yeah. You know, so he has a, he has a little bit more maturity now. Um, you know, a lot of more, not just a, just a lot more, um, uh, in tune of what, where his career wants to be. So, you know, you get a little bit smarter about business every time. That's one thing too. Every time you get screwed in business, you get better at it. You know, so yeah. so may, may, maybe it just it could be him or definitely it could be it could be the guys that's around, man, because it's not just Leon. You got Worldwide West is around, you know, all these different guys, you know, so, you know, they're around good people and stuff. So, you know, they, they can, you know, get, um, you know, tip them off to certain things that's going on. And so, it, yeah, they, they probably do have a hand in it. Yeah, yes. So and the, so it's sticky, man, because, you know, it can't come out that that Leon gave him any information because then now you're talking about a whole slippery <laughs> slope there now. And the whole, you know, you know, fortress can come tumbling down after after something like that.
1: So that. So here's the thing. Right. We got another star. We got another star in center in Mitch Robinson who actually fired Leon Rose, his damn self. So now. I mean, who act, who actually fired, my foe, I said Leon Rose, who actually fired Rich Paul, his, his damn self. Right. So what did, what was the discussions like when it comes to this topic? Like, I'm really wondering, like, what what is going behind the scenes? Because I, I think something really bad is going to happen. I don't know if the NBA is against Rich Paul, but at the same time, it, it, it seems fishy, now that all of this is
0: coming out, you know, it's something that sh- that doesn't need to come out. That it really needs to like they need to do some um, some like um, you know, ground control or something. Uh, you know, to to kind of like put this to rest. Because once this t- once this comes out, then all the other heads come out. As soon as you cut off the one head, then there's gonna be like six or seven guys coming out the woodworks, and we're really gonna know what's going on behind the scenes. And we don't we don't need that. The NBA doesn't need it, and of course the Knicks don't
1: need it either, man. <sighs> All the stuff that we've been through. (laughs) I remember, not to bring his name up, I remember when Larry Brown was here, man. (laughs) Oh, man, Larry Brown. (laughs) Yo, it was always something with him. Always something. So we're far removed from that era, but you you always get the constant flashbacks
0: of it. Well, yo, th- there's there's room, there's not it's not just rumors. I kind of know for a fact that Mitch Robertson was screwed by a lot of his agents. You know, that this one one agent in particular, he was he was actually, you know, hitting hitting all the um the the um, content creators up to to repost things and all kind of stuff. And um it turns out that um that he was doing something to Mitch. and Mitch sued him, you know, and then some other stuff was happening with another agent, same type of thing. You know, so you know the, these guys, yeah. You know they, they get screwed by the agent, but the agent's job is not is not to um. Hey, listen, I, I'm gonna screw you, but listen, this is what you need to do. So I, I don't screw you. You kind of need to educate yourself on the on these different things. That that's why you know they they people make a big deal about guys going to college. Oh, you need to go to college for two years, this that, and the other, because they need to get some kind of education in there. But it's not necessarily through a college. You you, you kind of if you're gonna be in the NBA, you have to understand that that you're gonna you're the business. You are the business. As soon as you get signed to that contract, well, not not even in high school. These high school kids are already superstars already. So at that point in high school, um, it's more than just um learning it in, in a school. You need to get like like uh financial advisor and get your family together. Everybody everybody needs to read so 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 they can get um you know educated about all the stuff because they they're gonna be getting robbed left and right if you don't know. And they, they, these agents, you know, they don't have to tell you what's going on. You paid them to tell you what's going on, but. You know, accountants and all kind of stuff. Everybody takes money from these guys, man, until they figure it out. You know, shout out to Shaq and these guys. You know, Magic, they figure it out eventually.
1: Yo, yeah, yeah. That's why Leon Rose does great business. It's going to take us a long way. And I'm looking at, um, you know, past tweets and stuff. You know, you got guys like CJ McCollum who said exactly what we just said, bro. My guy needs better friends and advisors in his circle. And he retweeted that at this, it says, Nerland's Noel turned down an offer from the Mavs worth roughly 17.5 million per year. That was alarming. So I I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope that nothing negative going towards the Knicks come out of this, honestly, or nothing negative about Leon Rose and his business with Rich Paul comes out negative. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the reason
0: why it took so long for uh, for Liam Rose to really take the job, because he got to cut all those loose ends. Everybody got to get paid off or <laughs> set up. You know, hey, listen, if you don't want me to talk, you better give me that office over there and this, that, and the other. And you, you got to set guys up to make them, you know, chill out and kind of just do their thing and and don't mess up with what's going on here. So it's interesting. I, I just don't, I just don't want to put no heat on that shit, man. I, I definitely don't want that to come back on us.
1: And it's crazy because. They're failing to do any meaningful work, and this is just I'm just reading this off on Noel's behalf in terms of securing contracts, new endorsement deals, or by offering strategies to Noel on how to mac- maximize his value and earnings. The NBA needs a big brother program.
0: <laughs> they have one of those though. <laughs> they have one of those. Where? Yeah, like when, when the rookies come in, they, they make them go through like a boot camp kind of thing, and the guys come out there and they tell them all kinds of stuff about the NBA, you know, the stuff that they're gonna they can get themselves into, because I mean, there's trouble all around the world. I mean, I guess PJ Washington didn't get that, didn't didn't get that um that email when when, when they sent it out to be at the meeting It's like, because he messed up. He gave basically all his bread to that to that young lady that he's messing around with. So I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that, that these guys got to be um, they, I mean, because they are the, they are the business. They literally are the business, so they have to you know check all. You know, cross all t's and dot all i's, man, and just be be careful. Even the people closest to you.
1: All of, like, and to to bring Mitchell Mitchell Robinson into this, you know, they're a business. We call them assets, but at the same time, they're still human. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you an example. Like, I was reading the Mark Berman article, and I think I'm gonna start. I think I'm gonna remove this word out of my basketball vocabulary iq so mark berman writes an article about uh mitch robinson and he he always says about mitch robinson he has a low basketball iq so i this first of all i strongly disagree with that
0: yeah i disagree with that that's like a low like a low way of calling him stupid yes without calling him stupid
1: yes and that's the reason why i say i'm gonna try to remove that word for my basketball vocabulary. But at the same time, you can't have a low basketball IQ break Nick on Wilk Chamberlain's record, field goal percentage record, because you have to have IQ to where to be around the basket. That takes IQ. It takes IQ to average two plus blocks per game. It takes yeah. IQ to not play organized basketball for a year, then come on to the NBA stage and immediately show some type of impact so i i I was appalled by that article
0: yeah i mean you can't say that that everything that he's done is all physical you know just because he's so athletic you know him. Him being able to see that—that's that's what um the when every time somebody brings that up about Mitchell Robertson, Oh, remember when he blocked the shot at the rim and it ran to the corner, blocked the shot. That that um that highlight was making his rounds on Twitter today. But I mean that takes away from everything that he does right on the on the basketball court. That yeah. that one play, but people keep bringing it up. But that's not what makes Mitch Robertson, um um you know valuable. It's it's his basketball IQ. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He his um his defensive awareness. I yeah. I guess that might be a better way to say it, right? Defensive awareness.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. His
0: his defensive awareness is off the charts, man. He always knows exactly where the ball is going. He always makes the right move for the most part, you know. So he he is a plus player in, in that rank. But you know, these these that's what I'm saying. These beat riders and stuff like that, and like especially Mark Berman, the, the, nobody respect those guys no more. Nobody respect Mark, Mark Berman because the stuff that he says about all these these um
1: these players throughout the years, you know, people are tired of it already. And, and me too. I'm I'm really tired of Mark Berman. And shout outs to the chat. Like, I, I just put up the chat and um, reading your comments, man. Uh, salute to all man. Bodega, Bodega Wi-Fi, I was definitely going to bring that up too. Um, shout outs to Bodega. Jericho Sims is the only Nick signed to Rich Paul. So for all you Jericho Sims fans out there, he ain't going to be on the team much longer. <laughs> so oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> you better love him while you can
0: <laughs> Yeah, man, Rich, Rich Paul's connected with LeBron James, so all these guys idolize LeBron James, so they want to be able to be in his circle, so that's probably why he signed with, um,
1: with Rich Paul, you know?
0: <laughs> it, it, I mean, who, who wouldn't, you know, for, for like a young young kid like that?
1: That's true, and, and what's crazy, to, to bring it back even further, Um, you brought up how we said when we first hired Leon Rose, CAA was going to take over the Knicks, so it's only four – Players on the Knicks roster who CAA agents, and the rest of them aren't. So that narrative was debunked early. Yeah. But another narrative stemming from that is talking about how Leon Rose got Tibbs. He's um, CAA, mostly ESPN CAA. <laughs> who else? Is, who else is CAA? Zion with who's zion agent he's caa so it's so many narratives that you could pull from that and i'm kind of happy for it honestly we finally yeah. good press <laughs> i'm not used to this yeah hey, but you know espn hates us so bad so but but
0: they're like like you said they're predominantly represented by a caa so why they keep messing with us <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they just leave us alone, man? God damn! Like, like we we could, we could be like right this this all season. We had a flawless all season based on what the Knicks can do for themselves, you know. Because like anything else, you know, and we well, we talking about trading draft picks. We're not doing none of that stuff. So we, we did we did the best that we could, you know, with with the way that we've been doing things up until this point. So I mean, there's nothing really nothing bad to talk about, but they always find something. I don't know what the hell that's about. What is that about?
1: so i i don't know i don't know if like new orleans beat writers are are shaky i don't know if other other fans from other teams i don't know if they're shaky um it seemed like when the knicks are doing good it seemed like everybody else is unhappy they're very happy at our dysfunction and we don't have that anymore so now they look miserable and they type up an article talking about how Zion is probably secretly planning to go to the Knicks. (laughs) Yeah. They just pulled that out of nowhere. You you know what?
0: There probably probably was a million articles that they they wrote and already had it ready to just shoot out as soon as it happened. But when it didn't happen, they're like, oh, snap. We got to do something. There hasn't been any Knicks news. And now, look, out of nowhere, nothing's happening. We just finished Summer League. Beautiful Summer League. Great stories all around. And now, um, oh, the are, you know the CAA secretly and all this other stuff. Get out of here, man. That has that hasn't happened. Um, that that secret stuff has not happened since um, this guy was here, Steve Mills. You know, we haven't had any any secrets or anything like that since all those jackasses, Phil Jackson, all the stuff that they were they were doing the the ranch and all kind of stuff. There's there's no there's no garbage going on in the garden anymore. You know, so uh, they they just kind of pulling their straws right now.
1: Listen. They run in all of these articles and narratives, these dumb articles, these dumb narratives. So now uh, I'm going to give you an example. Right. So ESPN wants Zion Williamson to become a Knicks player. NBA analyst explains why National Sports Network angles for big time players moving into New York and Los Angeles. Right. So e- Ethan Strauss. Shout out to Ethan Strauss. You write great articles you do good work this article is effing stupid <laughs> um and i'm gonna read some of this stuff off i dislike how much of the game behind the game i dislike how much of the game behind the game is shielded from readers for example creative arts agency happens to represent key media personalities at espn which is by design so Daha, let me ask you right he's Key personalities, where the hell was they these past seven years before this year? Where was they? I, I'm I'm confused. I, let me know. I'm confused. Well, yo, man, I, I,
0: this guy, um, Bodega Wi Fi, he, he's mentioned Stephen A. Smith. You know, the, these, um, they, they they make millions of dollars off of it and of the, of the next um, bread. Stephen A. Smith's whole career is, is on, on the backs of the Knicks the last 20 years. You know, he cannot. He cannot keep the, the um his the, the the name of the Knicks out of his mouth. Even 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 if we're playing bad, leave us alone. You know? Like we're playing bad. Let, let us let us be bad. Let let us be like Minnesota. Minnesota's been bad too. Sacramento's been bad just as long. Leave us alone. You know, they, they, you're not bothering Sacramento. Why are you bothering us? That reminds me when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? I, I grew, I grew up in, in in um East New York, Brooklyn, right? So I grew up in 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 a, in, a, in a predominantly West Indian neighborhood. So I'm like the only Puerto Rican looking motherfucker in the neighborhood. So everybody fucking with me. Why are you messing with me for? Like you, you walk past everybody else and you come in to bother me. But now you, guess what? You you mess with the wrong one because I'm the crazy Puerto Rican. You don't you don't <laughs> you didn't you didn't read the books. You didn't you didn't see the movies. You know what I'm saying? So now you, you made the decision to mess with me. So you mess with the wrong one so it's the same type of thing why are you why are you just picking on on us why because because it's it's funny to do it it's like the the cool thing to do like come on man like like chill out with that already
1: hey don't get me wrong like i think stephen a smith is i I think he's a knicks fan Um, but i think he's a he's a hot topic Knicks fan so what i mean by that is if the knicks are losing and it's a hot topic He's going to shout it out and he's going to make it look good. <laughs> yeah. If the Knicks are good, he's going to make it a hot topic. He's going to shout it out and he's going to try to make it look good. He's going to say, oh, we here. We're going to get out the first round. We here. Right. I respect it. I mean, hey,
0: I respect it. Yeah. The guys got to do what they got to do to make money. I mean, because right now he's making more than a lot of NBA players. So, I mean. Ooh. He's doing something right, so you know. Shout out to him, man. You know, let me hold something.
1: <laughs> so, 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 I think I think this goes hand in hand too. COVID uh, destroys most of the NBA's money mm-hmm. past two years, right? So a lot of companies lost money, right? Yeah. The Knicks fight. The Knicks was added on to a lot of live game slots last season. We was added on to a lot of games mid season. Um, to do live games on ESPN and stuff, right? Yeah. So they give the Knicks twenty nine. Well, is it twenty nine?
0: Yeah, like twenty nine. Damn, they have to schedule almost. So,
1: so, so you give us twenty nine regular season games on live TV. ESPN is losing employees. They're losing money. I think ESPN is using the Knicks, and I. I have no problem with it, <laughs> No, problem. but it goes hand-in-hand to what Ethan Strauss is saying, even though I think he's a goddamn idiot for this article, but if a lot of CAA uh, agents represent ESPN personalities, and we got 29 live games, and COVID just hit, they lost a lot of money, come on. <laughs> yeah
0: it's must see tv we're we, we gonna we're gonna boost their economy just you know the, the, having the knicks on tv and all that game keep you know their our, our name in their mouth that's gonna boost their, their that's like a stimulus package for
1: them you know yeah man that's i, I mean I, I i guess man i guess man I, I i was sick and tired of everybody teasing us um every goddamn day man even on first take the uh rest of, uh Max Kellerman finally is off first take. Got tired of him trashing my Knicks, bringing up the Knicks randomly on points that don't even matter. Talking about oh, if the Knicks, the Knicks are, are a playing team and this, that, and the third, and and the Knicks won't get out the first round. Okay, cool. It's that's cool. That's that's cool if we don't get out the first round next season. Even though I I call out teams all the time, it's okay.
0: Yeah, I respect it. You know, that's your opinion. That's cool. But you know, like, look, when he's like, oh, blah, 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 like get out of here, man. You, they, they're, they're not. It's, they're, it's like somebody have their hand up their ass. You know, like, like a muppet. They basically mm-hmm. do though. That, earpiece in their ear is telling them what to do. So listen, man. You gotta yell. You gotta yell louder. Talk about the Knicks again. Say, say that thing you just said again. You know, somebody's in his ears telling them what to, what to, um, what to say and stuff. So I, I get it. Their network on um, television thing. We don't like. We don't have nobody telling us what to say. So that that's what that's what makes what we do a little bit more authentic. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, mm-hmm. you know, I I, I kind of want to branch the RJ thing into it too because e- even us fans, we, we fall victim to that. We kind of repeat what they do. So like, when nothing's happening, so all of a sudden Zion is secretly all the secret stuff like this, the Avengers and stuff like you know the the freaking secret wars happening behind the scenes and shit. You know, but but now like amongst Knicks fans, we are arguing about RJ Barrett. Like, when when did that happen? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The the ascendant, the the ascension of, of RJ Barrett is like is like this, and we see him working hard and stuff like that. So how how do we get to the point where we're talking about that RJ Barrett needs to be traded for Wiggins and and all this other stuff, and then the guy he you know he can't shoot and he can't do this, he can't do that. I'm like, he averaged 17 points as a second option on on a, um you know playoff team. Oh, see. Yo, so yo, a couple people, more than one, upset it today that yo, um, the, the RJ Mitch and all these guys would never start on the playoff team. We just made the playoffs. We just made the playoffs. Am I bugging?
1: Nah, you're not, yeah. You're not. It pe- when it comes to RJ Barrett, it seems like the media, certain Nick fans and certain people, they just lose brain cells. Like some of their brain cells just leave their body and they just become a little stupid. Um Chris Middleton shot under 30% from three at 20 years old. Paul George shot under 30% from three. Giannis, th- under 30% from three. Uh, Kimball Walker shot under 30% from three at 20 years old, the same age as R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett was last season. All those players I just named, none of them was playing for a winning team at 20 years old. R.J. Barrett is. Kawhi Leonard then averaged 16 points until his fourth season in the NBA. Nobody knew Kawhi Leonard was a defender until the fifth season in the NBA. We knew he could defend, but we didn't know he was the claw until his right. fifth, sixth year in the NBA. Um, you could keep going. Like you like, we have to place a lot of our positive energy into RJ Barrett developing into a perennial all-star. We have to. We drafted him third. Yeah. We didn't draft him third for him to play spot-up basketball next to Julius Randle. And I, I I love Julius Randle. I'm bullish on him, but I still love the guy for what he did for us, right? I don't want R.J. Barrett spotting up next to Julius Randle anymore. I want the ball in his hands and running some type of offense because patience is running thin. Um He's going into his third season, dog but it shouldn't be though
0: man cuz all the guys that you did that you mentioned before just to piggyback on what you were saying um mm-hmm. like 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 um you say Kawhi he, he didn't do nothing until the fourth year. Um all these guys all every guy that you mentioned they didn't do, they didn't do nothing um significant. They didn't even get to RJ's level until the fourth year. And nobody better than I. Nobody nobody thought twice about it. They they didn't think that Paul George was going to be a like a all NBA player. They didn't think Kawhi was going to be an all NBA player. They weren't even thinking about him until right. they did. it. You know what I'm saying? So so why is everybody so angry at RG Barrett? Because he's actually doing it faster than they those guys were doing it, but somehow RG Barrett is, is the bad guy. You know? You know, yeah. we you know, we, we was kind of like you know, snapping on you about the whole MVP stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. you do got a point. You you drive somebody on um, that high, you do have high expectations on him. But I mean, like, that's another thing too. We, we can't we can't put those 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 things on him because you know, you know, now now the team, the team is good. You know, so he he doesn't have to have that, that pressure on him to do so much if, if he can rely on, on his other teammates. That that doesn't mean that, that he can't ascend. You know, I think RJ Barrett is gonna be much better because now he don't have to um to be stressed, you know. Um, you know, I gotta hit this corner three. If I don't, we're gonna lose. You know, or I gotta make this, this layup or, or we're gonna lose. Now he don't have to. Now, now that, that that's gonna be the beauty of the, of this team. I, I wanna see how, how Julius Randle and RJ could just relax. You know, relax and let somebody else do something. You know, yes. not 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 a lot, just enough. So when the ball comes back to me, now look, you, you know, you, you can't grab me one on one, you mm-hmm. know. And I've been working on this and working on that. Look, watch out, watch out, um, how, watch how this flows. So I'm I'm hoping that that um that once things get 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 popping, that that um that that really shows shows his, his head, man. The, just the development of this team and just like the calmness that that the extra, you know, um, talent is gonna
1: bring to us. So R J Barrett had a better sophomore season than Jason Tatum. I don't even need to name the numbers. If you're a Knicks fan, you already know the numbers. Jason Tatum, third season, he averaged 20-plus points. So that's my expectation. I want to see him average 20-plus points. But to dig, dig even further, right, you got a late bloomer like Jimmy Butler. And I got Jimmy Butler stats right in front of me. So Jimmy Butler, his third season, averaged 13 points per game. Now, for context, I believe he came off the bench a lot his first two years. And he was playing under Tom Thibodeau. That's just for context, right? His third season, he have his 13.1 points per game. And he shot 39% from the field. That's his third season. And we all know that Jimmy Butler came into the NBA years older than R.J. Barrett. I need people to stop placing R.J. Barrett in this box of where and you know why I think people place him in that box dog His game not flashy. He's not gonna dunk on you. He's not gonna double cross has he step back through. Well, he might because Paul George then learned to double has he step back until he was probably like 24-25. Well,
0: RJ will bang it on you, he'll he'll bang, he'll he'll dunk it on you, you know. But I get you like the, the bop, the you know, the bops and stuff that he don't have, he just don't have that in his game. But nope. you know, you're making that point though. Like the 20, like 20 and and and, and um five rebounds, that's basically six, you know, five points, uh, eight rebounds, three assists. That's that's RJ Barrett numbers right there. I can see him doing that.
1: Easily, easily, especially yeah. next season. It's just the only thing that I'm looking at, the number that's very scary. And this is why I hate Tim, bro. This is why I hate 10. look at <laughs> You see the minutes per game he was playing.
0: God damn, <laughs> yo, Tibbs. i freaking begging for a juice break in the game, man.
1: Yo, yo Tibbs, I gotta pee, man. <laughs> Thirty and thirty-nine minutes a game. God, God damn, son. Damn. What, tibbs. what was the
0: roster looking like? For, uh, well, for that first year with the twenty points, I'm looking at it now too. That yeah. year when, when Jimmy Butler averaged twenty.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. They had decent talent. They had um the well, you, you could see it. They had Paul Paul Gasol was on the team still. He was doing eighteen and eleven. Uh he had Derek Rose giving you seventeen and five. Dunleavy was on the team. He had a bunch of mixed match guys on there. Um Muratic was there, Aaron Brooks, Heinrich. Taj Gibson was was young then. mm
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting, man. Very interesting. That's why I, I just like I'm not pulling it. I'm not putting a ceiling on that kid anymore, man. I, well, yo, d- yo, take a look at that roster, though. Isn't that roster kind of similar to what we got? Hold this, on. this is um,
0: this is the the Bulls. What year is um, uh, 2014, 2015.
1: I'm going to it right now. Let's see this roster.
0: Cause I mean Paul, you know, a uh, Paul Gasol, you know, block shots, you know, but that's you know within context, you know, like like we're saying, um, um, I could see uh, Julius Randle giving us eighteen and eleven next year, I could see um R.J. giving us twenty, you know, I could see uh, uh what's his name, Kemba Walker giving us seventeen, you know, I could
1: see that happen. So I'm looking at the roster. Okay, you got Jimmy Butler, Aaron Brooks, Mike V, Paul Gasol, Taj Gibson, Kirk Heinrich, Doug McDermott. Nicola Miritich, nazi muhammad etor moore joe king noah derrick rose tony snap Woo! you might have a point here only you might have a point here because of the guard rotation and you have jimmy butler mike dunley v my only you got um more stout defenders on this roster though that's the that's the only difference yeah um, that's the only difference, but I like the roster makeup though. For just for Thibodeau, just for our coach, yeah.
0: But you know, there's, there's a lot a lot of um, similar guys there. Like you know, uh, Heinrich and, and Aaron Brooks and stuff could that that could be like like a uh, quickly and um and Burks. You know, it could be those are like similar yeah. kind of players. You know,
1: yep, yep. I, I yo I always say this. I always say this to you, bro. Well, now actually when uh, free agency was over. This current Nick roster reminds me of the 2004 Indiana Pacers roster. roster. Hmm. And I'm 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 just read all some of the names, right? You got Metal Meta World Peace, Ron Artest, Jamal Tinsley, Jermaine O'Neal, Reggie Miller, James Jones, Fred Jones, Anthony Johnson, uh, Stephen Jackson. Eddie Gill, Jeff Foster, John Edwards, Dale Davis, Michael Curry, um Jonathan ben- Jonathan Bender. That team had a bunch of wings. They had scoring guards. Centers who play a lot of defense. And I just love the makeup of that team. They was tough. They was hard-nosed. All of them defended. When you got Steven Jackson and Ronald Tess as your wings, you're going to be tough. You're, you're yeah. going to be tough. Then you got Jermaine O'Neal, and is Jermaine O'Neal better than – is prom Jermaine O'Neal better than prom Julius Randle? Julius Randle's in his prom now. Can we make that assumption yet? Kind of can't. Jermaine O'Neal was the better rim protector. Randle's the better scorer.
0: Well, you know, Jermaine O'Neal was a beast back in those days too, man. You know, but, you know, I mean, within context, because because if you look at Brad Miller, Brad Miller wasn't a rim protector. So you oh, right. can kind of like just just for for conversation, you can swap out the blocks, you know, to give give the blocks to Brad Miller, <laughs> you know, just you know just you know just to you know, just to make the numbers look look similar, you know. But but I, I can see that Jermaine Jermaine O'Neal is 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 our um, what's his name? Randall Metal World Peace is, is R.J. You know um you know like like you said uh Mitchell Robinson is Brad Miller, Tinsley's Walker Reggie Miller is is Fournier. It's very that it is very similar al harrington yeah. is freaking obi <laughs> <laughs> oh i forgot big al man yeah so check stop. it 12 and 6 12 and 6 off the bench you think obi could do that yeah damn right is that
1: a trick question well wait, wait al harrington right yeah so can you give us the whole stat line real quick
0: um well that year uh this is the 2002 2003 Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got that year he had 12 points, he had six rebounds, uh, one assist, like one steal, basically, uh, mm-hmm. half a block. Yeah, the, the percentages and stuff, uh, he, you know, he he was always pretty decent. Uh, well, th- this year he, he only had 28 percent, three, 43 percent from the field. You know, free throw percentages is, is about 80 percent or so. All
1: right, all right, that's that's a good template thing for uh Obi in to follow because you know, I think Obi could average 12 points, six rebounds per game. But, but see, the thing here is Al Harrington that year played 30 minutes per game. Now, this all goes back to uh Tom Thibodeau, a goddamn 63 year old coach that I really <laughs> Yo, Tom dis- Thibodeau
0: wasn't coaching that team, man. <laughs> nah, he, nah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the minutes were was spread out big time, though. I think the only person that played a lot of minutes was Jermaine O'Neal. He had 37 minutes a game. But everybody mm. else, 33, 31, 30, 30, 30, 30, 23. That was Isaiah Thomas was the coach, by the way. <laughs> that's your,
1: that's your <laughs> uncle. <laughs> oh, man, Isaiah Thomas, man. Come on, man. Come on. But just looking at our roster maker, man, I, I, I like the way that team looked. And go ahead. Well um well I wasn't going to say nothing
0: but I mean both teams that we just looked at the that Chicago Bulls team and this team mm-hmm. um this one won 48 games and the Chicago Bulls team won 50 games. So can the Knicks do that? Can we win uh like um put it together can we win 49 um games um, next year?
1: Hell yeah. I think I honestly I think anything less than 47 wins next season is a failure. I, I that's just me personally. I got to put tips to the fire, man. You're too good of a coach. This is probably one of the deepest rosters he's ever had. Granted, he doesn't have a MVP caliber player on the roster right now. We don't know that. We don't yeah. know Randall could be an MVP. We don't know if RJ could pull off an MVP season at 21 years old. I didn't know Derrick Rose was going to be MVP when he was 21 years old. But I knew he was going to be really good. Yeah. So, we don't know what's going to happen next season. I, I know the one thing that I want Tim to do, got to play everybody. He got to play at least eight players, 20 minutes per game. And you have to rest Kemba and Rose. It, it's almost like McBride got to play. We have to see McBride. Have to. Well, I
0: mean, you know, Derrick Rose, if you're going to split it, if you split to 48 minutes and mm-hmm. they both get 24, that, that's that's valid, you know, because they, they can't play no less than twenty four, so that that means McBride, you know, don't really have a, a shot to play unless these guys, you know, miss games because of health reasons, you know.
1: Yep. I mean, we we, we gonna see, but he, I I, I can see the Knicks winning fifty. Play. I think minimum they should be at forty seven wins. Um, pump look, pump the brakes, bro. Fifty wins, bro. We got Tibbs. No excuses. I mean, this is the one thing, dog. This, this is this is why I love you, brother. You don't give these dudes no excuses. I don't want to hear no excuses about Tibbs not having the roster. I don't want to hear about talent. I don't want to hear about why he. Do- I don't want to hear that.
0: Yeah, we I'm like, not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about it. You
1: know, this is go to, time.
0: You, yeah. you got the talent. You, 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 um, you, are Tom Thibodeau. You know, certain things supposed to happen right now. I don't know. Fifty. Uh, these guys are saying uh, Nick's um, one hundred AGM. He's saying fifty-five to sixty wins. Eee, I don't know about that. But one one thing I want I want to point out for the for the same season. This is the same um, two thousand two two thousand three season. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of competition. The the, um, the New Jersey Nets were popping. Philadelphia 76ers um were popping. Um, yeah. Boston Celtics. Orlando was good. Um, Detroit eee. was good.
1: Uh, Hornets
0: was good. Ooh. You know, so they had a lot of they had a lot of big teams there. You know, um, oh, you
1: talking about, um, you talking about um, Baron Davis um, Baron B Diddy on
0: it? I believe so. Let me, let me um, click it. I would put it on the screen, guys. But you know, um, some something's been going on with the with the stream, so I I don't want to like lose the stream or anything like that. But um, yeah, that was um, that was Baron Davis and, and Jamal Mashburn.
1: And and then you you brought up um, you brought up Orlando. That was Tracy McGrady. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, remember, they had Ray Allen on, and yep. Big Dog. They had Ray Allen, they had Big Dog. J, um, Jason Kidd was on the Nets. Uh, Allen Iverson, the answer, the third best shooting guard of all time, was on yep. the Philadelphia 76ers. So it was a lot of competition. Yeah. It was a lot of competition. Wow. Yeah, it, was,
0: it, was, it was that that time uh it, Yo, like like uh, a lot of the young guys, you know, you, you know, when I say younger, I mean like younger than us, you know, they, they always track crack, you know, cracking on the older heads and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I was doing this, I was doing that. I said, Man, like if you look back and look at the numbers and watch look at the players that were on these rosters, like, you like you'll be amazed at how ta- how deep and talented these teams were. Who yeah. was coaching these teams, you know, and all this other stuff. It's a lot of history in the NBA that you can't just disregard it just because you're young and you just want to be a dick, you know? Yeah, but it's also respecting
1: greatness. Right. So uh, so two examples. One, Hakeem Olajuwon and God bless. God bless my next name. But Hakeem won champion. He won his first championship with no player to average more than 13 plus points per game in the finals. Greatness. Allen Iverson. I believe his second best player on that Philadelphia 2001 roster was Eric Snow and he brought them to the finals <laughs> against Shaq and Kobe so, man if, if you want to go into the the, 2005s, the 2010s Brandon Roy Gilbert Arenas like they can keep, they
0: can keep. Yo, can I can I just read off who Allen Iverson took to the finals man For, go yeah, on. The Theo Ratliff <laughs> What the hell Theo Ratliff
1: No but Theo Ratliff was a good defender though He was a good He was a good he, defender but I mean Theo Ratliff, or Ma- Mitchell Robinson. The-
0: <laughs> Yo, Theo, Theo Ratliff looked crazy, man. He he was just he had the big old puffy cheeks and whatever, like like he had like like sickle cell or something like that, man. You know you know no disrespect oh, for anybody that, that's suffering from that, but I mean like you know let me just read the rest of man freaking Eric Snow. Shout out to Dickie Mutombo, but he couldn't score. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Uh, George Lynch was a starting on um, small forward. Oh. Aaron McKee. Aaron McKee was like the the the, um, the second coming of Kobe when when I, Iverson was over there, uh, according <laughs> to them, you know. And he was only giving them eleven points a game. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Tyrone Hill, Tony Kukoc on his last legs. Vernon Maxwell on his last legs.
1: Mm-hmm. Golly. and those Vernon Maxwell, Tony Kukoc, they played with the Hall of Famers, and they was on their last legs.
0: Yeah, they were old. Renner Maxwell was like 35 years old at the time.
1: Ooh, Matt Geiger? <laughs> I remember, <laughs> remember Matt Geiger. Yo, shout yeah, out you of Matt Geiger? <laughs> shout out to my man. Yo, he was Matt a bugged Giger. out dude,
0: Matt Geiger, man. He looked like a freaking <laughs> white supremacist <laughs> <laughs> or oh, <laughs> whatever. Oh, the
1: fuck. God. He was Matt a scary Giger. dude, man. Yeah, he looked scary. I ain't going to lie. He looked scary. I'm yeah.
0: sorry. Roger Bell was like was like a rookie or something like that?
1: Or was like mm-hmm. early on in oh, his career? Oh, Larry yeah. Hughes. You know, I, I remember Larry Hughes. Uh, Shout-outs to Knicks 100 AGM. Yo, I, Larry Hughes is one of my favorite players to pick in NBA Live 2001 because his steal rating was always 99 in every live. So you had to pick somebody to defend. That was my guy, Larry Hughes. Yeah. Yo, Iverson, he is – and this is another reason why I respect – like, I don't really respect shooting guards in today's game, and I'm really – hoping that the energy that I give R.J. Barrett propels him to to start him. When I look at a guy like Allen Iverson, who in today's NBA would you take over Iverson? Like Prime Allen, if you had to take a shooting guard in today's NBA, would you take any one of these dudes over Prime Allen Iverson? You know, it, it was
0: just a different game, man. You know, they, they um, it was a lot more physical. You know, and not for nothing, like the the NBA wasn't really shooting threes like that. You know, Alan Iverson, you know, he was probably shooting more threes than people were doing at the time. You know, so you know, I'm just saying that just to throw it out there, cause cause like um, just the the era was different. The style of play yeah, you know, yeah. was just a little bit the different. Context. But you know, if you want to talk about heart and and the strength and and just the poise and and like everybody's talking junk about him, everybody's worrying about his hair or he's worrying about his tattoos and and what he's doing off the court and all this other stuff, you know, and he's still coming to gym even though no practice and still drop you know whatever he want to drop that night, you know. So he he was a great one. People got to put some respect on his name. I see people um talking junk about him like like he's not like one of the greatest um players that ever played, man. Ooh alan iverson Woo!
1: third best shooting guard of all time hey, listen culture icon like that's another thing too dawg that this is another thing too like this is why i'm so glad like we got um rj barry and we got randall now because they could be icons being an icon is hard right alan iverson was probably the first guy and i'm talking about like we in the hood like projects I we all love alan iverson because he looked like us, right? He looked like the the kids from the inner city. We, he looked like a guy we can relate to. He showed no fear on the NBA court at all. No fear. Braids, tattoos, like you just said. And then he wore the hell he wore whatever the hell he wanted at NBA interviews. I remember he had a a, a do rag with a big dicky suit. And they were interviewing pause, Boys. <laughs> Boys. I pause, got you. I got you. Boys. But you. With the you oversized look- t shirts and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> looking crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, but, and now I'm looking at today's NBA. I don't see no culture icons, man. Who's it called? Who? James Harden? I don't want to follow that dude. Get the hell yeah, out of here. I see a bunch of corn balls, you know, <laughs> to tell you the truth. You know, a lot, a lot of corn balls, Probably one shooting guard, Clay Thompson. That's probably the only, the only one that I will really show respect and love to is Clay. Because these shooting guards in today's NBA, this is why I love RJ Barrett, two-way player, right? Forty percent from three, and he's one of the best defenders on the team. Clay, one of the best shooters of all time, but yeah. the man could shut you down. <laughs>
0: No doubt, yeah. Yo, yo, he was he was chasing when it when, when it was in the playoffs, he was the one chasing Kyrie around. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He and Kyrie <laughs> scraping him doing all these seven seventeen counter moves and stuff like that. then he gotta go on the other side and nail jump jump shots like like mm-hmm. it ain't nothing, you know. And he mm-hmm. did it. Yeah, he's gonna go down as one of the greatest, man. Big
1: time. Big time. That's man. That's why I, that's why I hold RJ to my heart, man. I grew up with guys like Allen Iverson, Kobe. Gilbert Arenas, Brandon Roy, who else, man? Danny Granger. I'm trying to think of all these dudes. Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan. You know, these power forwards in today's game they don't even impress me like that.
0: So, so this guy, Canal, we gotta give him some some um some shine. He said, um, he said, stop. AI was not and is not better than Jordan Kobe, Drexler, or the big old. I said,
1: third best shooting guard of all time, dog. Right. You don't talk black Jesus, and we leave Kobe being Bryant, we leave him a B. Those two will never be touched. Right. Alan Iverson is better than Clyde Drexler, brother. And, and Big O is a point guard. I'm so sorry. Iverson is better than Clyde Drexler.
0: But it's it's debatable because you, you gotta throw Dwayne Wade in there somewhere, too, you know.
1: All, all that you know, all that's pretty pretty debatable. I gotta weigh that for I gotta weigh that for. I got it's it's just the cultural impact, the impact Iverson had on the league. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, and he shook Jordan out of his shoes
0: too. <laughs> so <laughs> that's <laughs> people that that happened, yo. It kind of it kind of scares me, you know, a little bit, because because like I remember Iverson like 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 as a kid, like like um like it was yesterday. You know, but now we're talking about that that shit happened like damn twenty something years ago now. Yes. That is scary, man. And, and then we got we got kids now that's dressed just like obviously with the tattoos and everything. They think they're doing something new. That's something that guys been doing for 20 years already. You know that that's something that my grandmother used to say when I was a kid. Was like, oh, come on, grandma! Mm-hmm. And now look at this. I'm, I'm about, I'm like near grandma's age, getting close to it and now. And I'm gonna be saying the same thing to 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 the kids coming up. Yeah, but it's it's actually true though. And, and people wear Iverson sneakers and all, and all that stuff, Jordans. They still wearing that stuff. So it's it's a little bit different how 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 this era is. And because you know hip hop, hip hop, not not much has changed with the culture because it's a culture. So, not much has changed over the last like 20, 20 years or so. Yep. It just
1: adapts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. You know, maybe one thing gets a little bit more popular than others or they flip it a little bit different. It's still the same thing, you know?
1: Yep. Yep. It's the, well, it depends. It depends on what what type of hip hop you listen to. Because hip hop is just like the NBA. (laughs) Like, as it gets older, it evolves more and more and more. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you like, if you go down the rabbit hole, sometimes even
0: even like in the early hip hop, there was a lot of really crazy like, like um, like gangster rap, like in the early days. You know, like we were talking about Schooly D and all this other stuff. So th- the stuff that he was saying in some ways is kind of like the drill rap that's happening now. So mm-hmm. the drill rap might they might have took it to the next level with the with the craziness. But you know, mm-hmm. a guy like like Schooly D was saying a bunch of wild stuff, at, you know, back in the in the eighties and stuff. So mm-hmm. you know, you guys just you got take
1: it and flip it how they want to do it. You know. Yep. And, and now let's bring it back to the, to the current Knicks, right? The, the mm-hmm. current Nick roster Man. a living legend and Derrick Rose, like literally like a living legend <laughs> on your roster walking hall of fame. He's going to make the hall of fame If Grant Hill made the hall of fame. You're best to believe Derrick Rose is going to make the hall of fame. Yeah. You got another culture. You got a, a cultural icon only in New York though, but in Kimber walk, right? If you live in New York, you know who the hell Kimber Walker is. And if you're one of those inner city kids, if you're from the Bronx and you're around my age, you're like 31 and you know about the Gauchos and you know about that stuff. Do you know who the hell Kimber Walker is? You know who that guy is. Um, Obi Toppin, where he's from? Brooklyn. Brooklyn is in the house. Where his father used EBC, Rucker Park, Dykeman. Culture. Culture means a lot, man. That that means a lot. And we can we can go down the line. Even though Julius Randle's not um from the city, we're basically taking him in as our, our own. And we know he's from Texas. And he got Kaden in the stands. You see his wife is in the stands. And they say, Hey, 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 what's up, Caden? You know, Caden, you look like a he's a cool kid, and he's not worried about the spotlight. But it's nice to see what we're building here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yo, that um, Julius Randle's son, he gonna be saying, "I'm from New York for the rest of his life, man." They, they might move, you know, back to Texas or whatever. He, like, nah, man, I'm, I'm born and raised in New York. We talking about, you know, he gonna be saying that for forever. That's that's what we do. I have, know, I, I haven't lived in Brooklyn and and like, well, I haven't lived in Brooklyn in about ten years, but you know, I'll never say that I'm from I'm from another part of the city. I'm from I'm from Brooklyn, East New York. That's what it is. You know, what I'm saying it always will be that, no matter where I'm. I could be in in space and whatever. I'm, I'm always going to be, be representing where, where I come from and stuff. That's, that's just what New York is. Mm-hmm. Oh, R.J. Barrett parents. Brooklyn. <laughs> They're from Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> and, and he used to come here in the summertime, hanging out with his, with his family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know what that's all
1: about. And this is what I mean by icon. Where are Now, R.J. Barrett, we claim him, right? We know he's from Brooklyn. But what's the other place that claims R.J. Barrett? The man got a whole nation of Canada bomb. Yeah. A whole nation, whole nation. So if he was the winner chip in the city, do you know how revered that man would be? He would be loved in two continents.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. There was some. I can't. I can't get it right now. But like they, they have the the carnival up in, um in Canada. Man, if the Knicks ever win a championship, he'll be—he'll be—he'll be like a like—he's already a god already, man. But for that thing, man, he'll be—he'll be like Jesus walking walking down the parkway with us. Oh, you shout out another guy. You want to talk about icons too? Evan Fournier for France. He's probably like one of the top five. French players to ever play the game, you know, and you see what he's doing for the for the national team, and mm-hmm. he grew up a Knicks, you know, he grew up a Knicks fan. He wanted to be a Knicks fan, and he got a black wife, <laughs> you know. What oh, man? I know that. You didn't know that, yeah, man. His, his son's darker than me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, why, got... you know, his son, his son could be me. <laughs> about Yo, the same nah, color. That
1: took me off guard, bro.
0: Yeah man, you gotta check my Instagram page. I posted it on my Instagram page.
1: Oh god, I gotta go see that, bro. And so yeah. every year, had a little taste of chocolate milk. It never went back.
0: <laughs> nah man, <laughs> he had some milk and cookies.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yo, oh god. Yeah,
0: he, he was um he was doing a whole New York thing. And he actually um the got he got a picture in the train station, the Seventh Avenue.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I'm looking at it it now. I'm looking at it now. That's nice, man. That's shout out to Evan Fall, yeah, man. (laughs) Yo, the feels, the feels is here, man. We got the feels going on for the for this team. Man, so yo, you're painting a great picture with this stuff, man. It's 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 just like beautiful stories. And then I, I feel like I feel like those stories are not done. We're not done. You know, I like every every single team, like I, I keep going back to Detroit. Cause Detroit, you know, they had Stackhouse and this, that, and the other. And then when it was time to win the championship, they traded Stackhouse for Rasheed Wallace or whatever. You know, and they got Rasheed Wallace. Next thing you know they won the championship. Um, shout out to Miami, the first championship. I don't know how they did it, but they they ended up getting the glove. They had white chocolate there, they had Shaq there, they had Anton Walker there. You know, they I don't know how they got these guys, but but uh, everything came together. Freaking Alonso Morning, but one kidney came back. And they, they they won a championship. It, it's just all great stories, and it's it, it's just energy. Energy brings everything together. And next thing you know, they they won a championship. Um, shout out to Dirk, you know the, how he got kid and Sean Marion and Jason Terry. How the hell he got these guys together on his team? And, and look what look what he did. So I think the Knicks are swirling right now. We you know you, you know from everything that you said with the connections to New York and stuff. We're
1: swirling right now. You know. It's going, to take, it's going to take a lot of luck, though. We're going to have to be hella lucky. And I think we're there, though. I think we're there. Now, I, I think we're there, too. I think we're there, too. I don't think we're championship contenders yet. But I think we're there. I, I'm just – I really – I can't wait for next season, bro. I really yeah. can't, Because I, I destroyed Tim. I still think about that playoff uh, match that we had with the Hawks. And I think about, yo, what if Tibbs just did this? What if he just did this? What if he just did this? But y'all always tell me, where, where you wanted him to go, State? You wanted him to go to Kevin Knox? You know that's not possible. You want him to right. go to Frank Nellikina? That's not possible. But at the same time, it's like when you do something stupid by taking Alfred Payne out during the playoffs, which he should have did months prior, and you put in Derrick Rose, and you speed up your starting lineup. You, everything's in, in, out of whack now. Everything is out of whack. So I, I, yeah, it's I,
0: valid. Everything you said about about Tantino is totally valid because even just us fan, fans of the game, like we were ready for 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 Atlanta. We we was like, yo, we're gonna guard them this way. We're gonna guard them now. And then we had like a whole week ahead of them, you know, to to get there. And then once we played them, we were like, yo, what are we doing? What's going on? It's like it's like we, we weren't even like we weren't we weren't prepared. And a town typical team, that's the first thing. They're prepared. If anything, you know, you're yeah. gonna lose the game because you don't have talent, not because you weren't prepared, but the Knicks lost because they weren't prepared, you know. So he, he deserves
1: all that that hate. So wait, hold on, stay right there. So you saying that the Knicks lost because we was not prepared. You you removed the talent aspect part of that?
0: Yeah, I mean, because like because um we already showed that we can beat them in the regular season, but you know, you got to step it up in the playoffs, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, but we had we had a whole week, you know, um to prepare for for only Atlanta because we knew Atlanta was gonna be the um the team we had to play. So we, we had a whole week ahead of them to prepare for them. And they were more prepared for uh, to play against us than, than we were to play against them. They they had you know, they had our whole offense out of whack. They had Julius Randle not knowing what 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 to do, you know. They had they had um Reggie Bullock just standing there like a statue. You know, they they totally like, you know, it, it it was it was um, you know, you just gotta tip your hat to a team like that. You know, so, the, the the Knicks just didn't have it. We you know, we we um talent-wise, I think we could have banged with them, you know, even though Atlanta's probably a little bit more talented. But I mean like just our perseverance all year, we should we, we should have been able to compete
1: a little bit better. But
0: we just didn't prepare properly for
1: them. Yep, you had no that, idea. And that's my thing, Daha. So when people tell me stuff like Tibbs that have the talent on the bench, I don't give a damn about that. Because we got a we got the better coach, right? Fifty nine percent career winning percentage in the regular season. Nate, I, I'm gonna call him Nasty Nate because the way he did Tibbs was just disgusting. Nate hasn't got out the first round in five plus years. I think it's eight years. You can't tell me before the playoffs that yo we got Tibbs, Julius Randle. He averaged thirty seven points versus the Hawks. This that the third. You can't tell me after the playoffs you was impressed with Tibbs for that. I'm still disgusted with him by it. I was, I was, and let me, let me put the blame fairly. RJ was bad. Tim, um, Randall was bad. Burks was bad. Derrick Rose couldn't play no defense, but he was, he was, he was trying. But this all falls back to Tibbs. Yeah. This all falls back to Tibbs. Now, I, I watched Coach Bud. Multiple adjustments throughout the playoffs. Another guy, uh Eric Sposter, multiple multiple adjustments throughout the playoffs. See Tao Lu dusted off uh 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 tre- no, not Train Man, Terrence Man dusted him off the bench and benched Rajon Rondo. That's when I was really starting to get pissed off with Tibbs. Because if you could bench a Hall of Famer and play a younger guy. Why Tims couldn't just do anything different than what he was doing getting his ass kicked and yeah. uh, and, and we could say dude, like dog, real quick, we could say Frank is trash. We could say Knox is trash. We could say that. That's cool. That's your opinion. You could stick to that. But if I'm watching Reggie Bullock 34 minutes zero points, you don't think somebody else on the bench could give you something? You don't think you want to have a different look at anything so that's the only reason why I, like i always kill tibbs and, and i i i'm down on tibbs at the moment i'm just pissed off with him and rj barrett did get me hype. shout out to the wild boy ty rj barrett yo he got me hyped with that dunk too when he dunked on bogey i didn't know he had those type of bungees but that that was a good dunk though
0: yeah well, you are right though, man. You know everything you're saying is is valid. You know, he um, you know, we didn't we didn't have the talent, but he he had every option to do something different. We we just, we just didn't do it, you know. Start, you know, the 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 worst thing was was um was taking Alfred Payton and starting Derek Rose. That should never have happened. Somebody else, he should have did something else. It's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that that, that had to happen. But I mean, like now. Like like I said I I don't want to I don't want to um talk about the current roster cuz I mean you got the talent now. You ain't got no you ain't got no um no, no no more excuses no more, you know?
1: Yep. No more excuses. Especially at the point guard spot. I I, I don't want to hear about the point guard spot this season uh Don. Uh yeah. I don't I don't want to hear about about it from nobody.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, Tom Thibodeau, like, likes, he likes to play a certain way, whatever. So even if Tom Thibodeau forgets about a certain player, at least we – like, let's say if he totally forgets about, like, Dirk Rose or Burke or something like that. But he at least he's playing, like, the, these guys, you know, like like um, the starters, the you know, probable starters. As long as he's playing those guys, at least the talent on the on the court will, will make up for it. Say so Kembo will, will make up for it. You know, Julius Randle all these guys together will make up for it, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully we don't we don't have, like, that Pat Riley syndrome where where John Starks is, is like, shooting bricks, you know, but we got Rolando Blackman sitting there with, like, no scuffs on his sneakers at all, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not, not even a drop of sweat or haven't even used his, his jersey in, like, like months. You know, he, you know he, we had him right there to put him in the game to give us a different look, and, and Pat Riley refused to do that. So, you know, that's, that's um you know, the coaching tree right there, the Pat
1: Riley coaching tree and that's and that's just basically going with who you know, going with who you trust. And I can yeah. understand I can understand that he trusts Bullock and those dudes. Like I I understand it. if I'm a coach and I've been playing the same dudes all season in my rotation, I've been believing in them, I'm going to play them same dudes in the playoffs. That, that, so I agree with that point from Tibs. But Tibs, you're smarter than me. You're the coach. You're the actual guy who gets paid. To coach, and it looked like you forgot how to coach during the playoffs.
0: Yeah,
1: and your recent resume in the playoffs don't look too good because I believe you got four straight first round exits. Granted, you was on the Timberwolves, but that doesn't matter to me because you had you had Carl Anthony Towns and you had Jimmy Butler. That was n- no excuses, no no excuses for Tim. I'm not giving him no excuses next season. And then we a, a guy we haven't even mentioned. Emmanuel quickly. So even if Rose and Kimba's out, we got enough guard play. We got enough guard play to where I, I'm not I, I'm not worried about any injury to any person particular on this team. It's only two people that I need to they gotta stay healthy. It's RJ Barrett, knock on wood, and that's Julius Randle, knock on wood. Yeah.
0: So, so if 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 we had like a like a weakness on the roster, that's basically it. Then they're they're um, they're backups, because I mean we do have Burke and we do have Obi, but to to back up Julius Randall and RJ is kind of shaky a little bit. Mm. What What do you think about that?
1: I no, I I disagree. Well, it depends. So what what position is RJ starting at? Is he starting at small forward or is he starting at shooting guard? That's the main thing. Well, me me personally, I mean, they they can can, um they they
0: actually can be interchanged depending on matchups and stuff like that. But I think RJ Barris is just just for the simple fact that he rebounds better than Fournier. That that he's like the um, you know, the the starting small forward. And then, you know, he's a better defender too, he'll be able to be more physical against Mm -hmm. um Yo, they drag racing in the neighborhood over here. Man. They freaking assholes. I'm about to start throwing rocks out the window, you fucking cocksuckers. God damn, man. But I mean, you know, you know, I, I think it's interchangeable. It depends. Because I mean, even if Fournier didn't don't really rebound enough, he's still he's still pretty tall and he's physical, you know. Yeah. So you know, it it really depends on matchups and stuff, how how they want
1: to play it. Um, so you, you particularly said RJ's backup and Randall's backup. Now, RJ's backup, now depending on what position he plays, you don't know if it's quickly, you don't know if it's Alec Burks. Now, if he's starting that small forward and his backup is Alec Burks, yes, I'm worried about his backup. Yes. yeah, Because Burks, he's gu- guaranteed dog, he's going to miss minimum 20 games. Guaranteed. So for those 20 games that he missed. Who do we go to? Grimes. Yeah, that's it.
0: Do, do, do you, I mean, I I, I trust Grimes, you know, we, we were, we went through that, this summer league in the beginning, I was calling him hot garbage. And by the end of the summer league, uh, he's like one of my favorite players, you know? So, I mean, this, this is what we do as, as fans and stuff. So I, I actually trust Grimes in that spot, but you know, then again, like, like just to have like a little bit of um like uh flexibility with the roster. Cause you know, cause I mean, things happen, you know? So, I mean, I, I, it, to me, like just um, like even with even with Obi, you know, even though I, I you know, I think Obi's gonna, you know, he, we're gonna have to play Obi regardless, you know, just for the simple fact of trade value and this that, and that. We're gonna have to play Obi even if he plays like shit, you know. But I mean, having like say like I mentioned this before, Malik Beasley having him, you know, coming off the bench maybe, or just in the stash somewhere, or maybe like um, you know, I can't, I can't even think of who's available at small four. But like, um, what what's the what's the dude that um that the Lakers picked up Bazemore, Like getting like a Bazemore. Having somebody like that on the roster, similar player to that on the roster, that would be somebody that that we can put in the in the spot, and and like I wouldn't feel as bad, you know, I would feel a little bit more confident having somebody like that backing up the small forward.
1: I'm gonna throw a wrench. I'm gonna throw a wrench at you. I don't even think Grimes gonna play. You no, know I think come off the bench before him. Kevin Knox. So the, Motherfucking the, Kevin Knox. I'm going to explain the reason why, though, right? You're talking about a locker room. We're talking about a locker room now, right? Right. If Burks go down, Knox is going to get off that bench before Grimes. Only because he's an asset. You want to see if he can play. And also Grimes is a rookie. So I don't think Tibbs would throw out the young wing before he throw out the guy who's been in the NBA already.
0: So oh, I, training camp, training camp is going to be a motherfucker. Woo, what <laughs> yo, yo, they're going to have open practice. I'm going to try my best to get in that open practice. I'm going to call out sick and whatever I need to do to get there. I want to, I want to get to open practice. Cause I want to see what they're saying, you know, on the side, you know, Or I want to see them, you know, getting at yeah. each other. You know, I, I just want to see them sweating on each other, man. Cause not, cause then you know where, where guys are coming from. You know, yeah. so I, I wish I wish I could just I wish I could just apply for like a custodial job or something. You know, what I'm saying just so I could be in the building and watch these guys practice, man. And
1: and, and 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 please go to I am Jarrell comment real quick. Grimes over Knox, please. You might be right, brother. You might be right, O.G. But locker room, Tibbs is going to have Knox get off that bench before Grimes. I promise you that. So don't be mad. If you see Kevin Knox before Grimes. And another thing that kills me, dog, this this kills me. People play favorites too much, right? So you say Grimes over Knox, please. (laughs) How the hell are you going to love Grimes over Knox already? And he ain't even step on the court yet. And we subjected Kevin Knox to David Finsdale. And you don't want to, you don't give that man no love. God damn, he's our draft pick. We got to support him too, you know. That's another thing that kills me, dog, with a lot of Nick content creators because they'll show favoritism. I've done seen dudes call Frank Nelakina. I didn't listen to podcasts, they call Frank Nilakina the next Kawhi Leonard, man. I done heard podcasts say this. I done heard Nick content creators say that on podcasts. And then turn around and say, oh, Kevin Knox, he's gonna be James Posey. He might as well go to China. How?
0: How? They saw the same thing with the same eyes, you know, and they, you know, people just say anything, man. It's, it's just, it's just crazy. Yo, like, I, I don't, I don't believe in Kevin Knox, but I'm not going dis- to disrespect him to the point, you know, when I'm just dragging him in the street, like, like he's like, like he's no- nothing or whatever. But I mean, like, you know, like somebody said it here, he's like in his last, um, last year of his contract. He's in a contract year. Pete, shout out to P. Ramos. You know, he's in a, he's in a contract year. So, I mean, if, if he wants to, you know, if Kevin
1: Knox wants to be in the NBA, he got to show something. Yeah, yeah, he, him, that's the guy who. When you say training camp, he's the guy that needs to go into the training camp. Book bag, headphones. I'm not talking to nobody. Everybody, yeah. the enemy in here. Everybody.
0: He, he needs to cop some black and ones. You know, you know, Air Force ones. You know what I'm saying? You know when you when you see somebody in the park Me? with black Air Force ones, you know what time it is already, right? So and and,
1: and, and look at the chat, right? Look look at the chat. You know. Never seen Knox picking up anybody on, on D like Grimes can. We're talking about summer league, dah. We're talking about summer league. Matter of fact, just for context, just for you, Earl Sevy Kevin Knox had the second most blocks on the Knicks in 2019, and he had more blocks than Julius Randle and Bobby Porters combined. So you can't tell me the kid don't got no 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 talent kevin knox is also the youngest nick with 25 and 15 rebounds so you can't tell me he don't got no talent we, you love that it, stat, man, bro. You know i You know I love that stat. Man, yeah,
0: man, it, it, it happened though. He just he he scored thirty points once once too, man. So thirty-one and
1: seven on Giannis. I remember that You're game. Like, that was up <laughs> there terrible. <laughs> I was like, yo, let's go, let's go, fill Giannis. So oh, don't, man, right. don't give me this. Never seen Knox picking up anybody on D like right? yo, you,
0: you sure you don't? You sure you don't got that shit tattooed on your on your chest, man? Oh, like, nah. like, like, like fucking thug life. You got <laughs> <laughs> <just, if laughs> Knox scored thirty whatever whatever on Giannis and nineteen whatever. 18, whatever the fuck.
1: it's it's tattooed on the left side of my brain. The little the, 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 the small part of my brain is tattooed. I got you.
0: <laughs> but you know, also too, I, I mentioned this um plenty of times too. Um, um, you know, shout out to um OG Sim. Nothing but mm-hmm. Nick's. He um he did a whole um podcast about about um Kevin Knox's ability to um work in the in the pick and roll. So he, he actually is pretty decent in the, in if you run those sets for him and stuff. So he's not a complete bum, but it's just it just like there's something going on in his head. Like, like you know, when you talk about, like, somebody being book smart and street mm-hmm. smart, he's, like, book smart. So, I mean, like, if, if you run him through, let's say if he was working out for a team, he's going to blow the team away. Like, wow, this guy, is the, his, his workout is incredible. But, like, how, how does the workout don't translate? You know, something in between the workout and the actual game, that something is missing. You know, something's not, not, not crossing, you know? So I, I just think that's what Knox is, man. He has all the talent. He has the size. He has the body. He has the jump shot. He got his handles, not that bad. You know, you know what I'm saying. He can't finish strong. It's like, what is going on in his mind? You know, I, you know, I think I think he just need to pull up to Dykeman or something like that. It's too Mara. late now, but he need to pull up to some of these um open runs and just call next. Yeah. And, yeah, and don't leave. Play the whole summer. You know,
1: and, and you know. Two things. Where the hell did Kevin Knox floater go? That's the first thing. Did did Fisdale remove that from his game? Because I love the Kevin Knox floaters. That was that was just my thing, personally. I love the Kevin Knox floaters. And the second thing, Chat, you're not wrong. Knox motor is like a 1970s Cadillac. <laughs> like, you don't know what you're going to get. But... And, and, those are some good cars, though. Those have a good cars. <laughs> but the engine old man, but all our other draft picks from Obi to Quickly, all those guys got a motor. But y'all can't crap on Kevin Knox defense and then tell me Obi and Quickly could defend. Because quickly can't guard a ghost if it smacked him. Don't get me started with Obi. If you go if you gonna put stock. In summer league, and tell me Obi's a good defender now because of summer league?
0: <laughs> oh, oh God, man! Yo, rest in peace to carburetors, man. Those shit sucked. <laughs> 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 For anybody that likes cars, you know the fucking carburetors. God damn, thank God they got rid of them shits. Yeah, he's not fuel injected. <laughs> Knoxes ain't fuel injected.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and and they're not wrong. His motor is not. His motor is bad. His motor is bad. Grimes got a motor. Right, McBride got a motor. Oh, I remember that. I game. think that's what happened. I think he snatched
0: his soul right out of his body, just <laughs> just like Bodega. What I said, because you know that series, you know, like when uh, you know, when Noxus there, we thought that Knox, that was gonna be Noxus coming out, you know, thing. And after that play, I feel like he just pulled it, like like the um, you know. Well, like the Doctor Strange, the the freaking um the Ancient One when when oh, the Ancient One he knocked the soul. <laughs> yeah knocked the soul right out of, out of out of the Hulk and stuff, man. So I think that's exactly what happened to Knox when um when he faced Zion. But
1: but he outplayed Zion on that game, and he blocked Zion twice that game. Yeah, he did. He it's played a, hard. It, it, it's okay. It, he got but, it
0: in him, man. He got it in him.
1: It quickly. Quickly plays no defense whatsoever. I don't give a damn what anybody says in his chat. He ple- his defense is terrible. It's disgusting. So yeah. don't 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 tell me about Kevin Knox defense and, and quickly defense is suspect. Very suspect. Um, but you know, Quickly got
0: balls though. You know, nothing. Like yes, this. yes. That's yes. A, that's the only thing that's that's really like you know he, he can't defend, but just the simple fact that he's not afraid and he's not afraid to challenge somebody. Mm-hmm. That that's a, that's an asset in itself too. Knox don't have that.
1: No, you know no, I mean? no. I definitely agree with that. Knox don't have the warning. Uh Quickly got cojones. Uh, Obi Toppin. Don't get me wrong. Obi Toppin defense, it ain't spectacular, but that man got a motor. His motor yeah. never turns off, and and yeah. that's the one characteristic I really love about Obi Toppin. The dude, yeah. the, the dude, motor never never runs off. man.
0: Yeah, he's never gonna effort. You're never gonna say that Obi Toppin wasn't playing hard. Never, never nah. gonna say that.
1: No,
0: no. Oh, I hope basuda. I. Basura. It knocks it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we turn turning diners into, into a freaking uh, Telemundo over here. Oh man, <laughs> uh, yo! Say, cojones! We got Basuda going on
1: here. <laughs> oh, Gino! My Jesus Christ! <laughs> Lord! You talk to your mother with
0: that mouth, Gino.
1: Oh, Gino!
0: Ah, Gino! Come on,
1: Gino. But they right, ah, though. They're they definitely right, man. The Knicks, um, the days of the, the cup flipping on the sideline, you know, those days are done. The LOL Knicks days are done. The, oh, I'm just going to blame James Dolan because I don't like James Dolan. Days are yeah. done. The, oh, we don't have nobody else to blame, so just, let's just make up a headline and put the Knicks in it so we can still get our clicks and laughs out of. Those days are done. So, yeah. I, culture. <laughs> yeah, we are the culture. Me and you, right here, man. Yes, sir. Culture. culture. What it is? Well, that's how I got. I got everything out of here. I I I ain't got nothing more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a joke. I had a joke with him. I'll just leave it. I'll leave it out alone. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> Cause, I mean this this guy was was who did it Gino Gino's gonna bring the, the um the bad out of the show I could I could I could feel it <laughs> oh
1: I, and another thing too like we should want you know last 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 thing but we should want Kevin Knox to I'm just saying for all of our draft picks we should want them to take a spot from a veteran guy because that means that they're playing well. And we know that Thibodeau is not gonna give cookie minutes. Well, I don't know, because that man like he lied about Alfred Payne. So I don't know what the hell he'll lie about. Mm-hmm. But if Knox goes to training camp and he comes with that fire and desire, hopefully, ho- hopefully we'll see him play. I I just I don't know, man. It's tough. It's imagine if Kevin Knox get a rotation spot. Burke slides down to the two and then quickly situational. <laughs> it's possible. That's possible. That's possible.
0: Because it, it really comes down to defense. Like if, if um Burke is, is cooking, we got roles, and um, like I said, like you said, if Knox comes in, then what do what do we need quickly for? <laughs> That's crazy. Yo, it, and, yo. Then, and then at that point, I'd rather play uh um, McBride when you're talking about depth chart. I'd rather call McBride's Ooh. name at that point now instead of quickly if you're gonna bring him that far down the depth, right?
1: Oh you going into it? Oh, you going into a place <laughs> nobody really wanna talk about? Oh man. In the, you going into a place. Because I remember I said that to somebody too. And I was just trolling, like I was trolling. It was a regular day. I was trolling. I said, yo. You know, you know McBride or Knox—if one of those two played very well—quickly going to be situational, right? And, but I was playing though, like I was dead playing around, like. But it kind of can't happen, though. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> now all of the politics is gone. Well, hopefully MSG politics is gone. We got Tibbs' guys. Now you got his guys. We spent all our cash space, so there ain't no excuses. So I would like to see a fair competition of minutes this season. If Burks is not giving effort on defense, he should not play. That last season, there was times he did not give effort on defense. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have been playing. But we had to lean on him because we had nobody else to score. That's not the case this season. That's not, that's nowhere near the case. So I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued a, a, upon who's going to be situational. At that point, we call Portland. who do we call Poland though? Like if,
0: if you are talking I, I guess he's talking about um, trading quickly, who then who do we not for Dame. Not not for Dame. I damn so don't want no Dame. The I, thing about Dame, you know, I, I mentioned him before, but like if but there's no way that we can get Dame because he just makes too much, man. He makes like he's gonna he makes like forty something, he's going into fifty something million dollars, man. So we just don't have the access to to uh, to trade something like that unless we want to throw um Julius Randle into that into that mix, and I don't think we're doing that. <laughs>
1: You know, and, and I already told you before, dog. Like, I love I love our young core, and you know, Bleacher Report's top ten young cores in the NBA. They got the Knicks ranked ninth, they got the Hornets eighth, the Mavericks seventh. That's stupid to me. How the Mavericks got a top ten young core? They only have Luca. But okay, Suns fifth, Grizzlies fourth, Pelicans third, Celtics second, Hawks is first. I love the young core that we got, but I think the only person, and this, this is just me like really like looking at the landscape and looking at how Leon Rose positioned the roster. I think the only person we'll probably see on this roster from this current Nick team a few years from now is RJ Barrett. Honestly, I think they're going to think of this trade package, right? Mitchell Robinson, Obi Topping, Emmanuel Quickly, probably Alec Burks or Evan Fournier, one of those guys. Four first-round picks. That's enticing. Because to, Mitch, to get who? I don't know. That's the point. Oh. <laughs> that I, I don't know. But that's the start off. Quickly, Obi, Mitch, three or four first-round picks. That's the start of. It. I don't know who though. <laughs>
0: I threw Cat into the into the equation last night when we was on guard up. I threw um, um what's the name, Carl Anthony Towns, into that into that mix.
1: Why is what about what about Carl Anthony Towns, man? What about Carl Anthony Towns that like, people keep bringing this up? Well, you know,
0: you know, he he just has the the connections with the the whole Kentucky thing. Really, that that's really it. And also, the Tib stuff, you know, you know, um, Wiggins, you know, we 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 um, we were saying hell no at one point, but then now we starting talking about Wiggins, so you know it, it's it's really just about opportunity and stuff but you know th- think about it like this cuz i mean um you know i don't, I don't have his, his salary right up at, at the moment but i believe he makes about 30 something million right now per year 30 something so i mean 30 something million right there that's that's attainable we can um we can um sign it say say if we keep Mitchell robertson this year and this is something that we do next offseason we could sign and trade Mitchell robertson to minnesota we could throw burks over there we could throw noel over there now now you talking about throwing those those um you know, draft picks, sort of, maybe quickly, because quickly is situational now, right? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we could, we could do that. Maybe even Obi, throw Obi over there. You know, so that that's not that's not um, gutting the roster. You know, that, that's only the guys that we don't necessarily care about. These guys are only on two-year deals, you know, whatever. So we don't care about Noel. We don't really necessarily care about Burks. You know, Mitch Robinson, we traded him. We don't care about him either. Obi Topping could go, you know, maybe even quickly could go. At, at at that point now, you don't you know stick four draft picks, maybe two draft picks at that point. You know, you can get cat for that. And then now now with your starting lineup, you're talking about Julius Randle, you're talking about RJ, cat, freaking um, you know, Walker and Fournier. And you still got Rose, you know, you know, and then now you upgrade um Grimes to, to the next spot. McBride comes up, you know, and then now you look to now you start playing that that veteran uh, minimum game where you just signing guys, you know, for the minimum. Somebody's gonna come. You know, somebody you know, just look at the Lakers. People always um sign the cheap contracts because they they thirsty for a championship. You know what I'm saying? So that could be disgusting, actually.
1: Um, I got a I got a real legit. I got a question. Yeah. So this is we staying on the um call Town subject. Do you think a a a wig a win, uh, carl anthony towns julius Randle, rj barrett that's your front court that's your three guys that you got in the front court yeah now between randall and carl anthony towns that's a that's almost 60 million
0: well at 80. this point we're going for the championship though at this point so we the, the salary don't don't
1: matter really so 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 basically what you're saying is after we at after you would trade for Carl Anthony Towns, then you got Carl Anthony Towns, Julius Randle, uh RJ Barrett, you still got Grimes, you still got uh
0: Walker Rose and
1: Fournier. Walker Rose and Fournier. You would have to trade Fournier or Burks. So you saying you would keep Fournier. You yes. would try to keep Fournier. Don't fight it, State. Don't
0: fight it. Because <laughs> now, now you're talking about Carl Anthony Towns is like a 20-plus a game scorer. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle is probably going to take it down a notch. But Julius mm-hmm. Randle's a 20-point game scorer. At this point, R.J. Barrett should be a 20-point game scorer now because mm-hmm. this is not this year. This is next year. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you're talking about three guys that potentially could score on 20 points. Um, you know, Kemba used to at that point. Maybe he might be coming down a little bit. Fournier was close to doing that. So now you got a lot of offensive firepower. And you got Tom Thibodeau as the coach that at this point where Carl Anthony Towns is not the same dude he was, you know, the, the little man that he was back in back in the time when Tom Thibodeau was there. Now he's a grown man, you know, he you know lost lives in his family and stuff. So you're just hoping that he ascends into manhood and stuff. So that you know, that's like the magic that I'm talking about. Cause I mean like everything, everything is swirling right now, everything is doing doing good, but but it's like something is needs to happen. I'm not saying it's Carl Anthony Towns, but we could touch him if you want to. Cause we have we have assets, we could touch them, and and um you know if you trade two draft picks, we still could draft people and keep that that um that um you know that furnace burning too. We could still keep drafting guys every year, you know, because we have excess and all and all these all these different things. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: That's tough. I, I I don't know if see a lot of people saying no to cat, and I'm 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 gonna speak for those people who saying no to cat to the Knicks. The call at the towns Julius Randle front court sounds like a layup line. Just, just yes. personally for me, it sounds like a layup line. Yeah. So, call at the towns. If he, if he, if he ever was to come to New York, first thing first, he gotta give a shit about defense. Yeah, he, he he gotta give a shit about defense. Even if Thibodeau is not the coach, and you probably promote Johnny O'Brien, he still need to play defense. Um. And then it's just about heart. Do people, do Towns have the heart now? Because before he put, he played. He's a very great player, but you giving me twenty five points, eleven rebounds, four assists with no heart. What are you going to? Where's the heart at? That's that's what people want to know.
0: <laughs> Yo, know, somebody was funny earlier. They they mentioned the Wizard of Oz. So what if what if they what if they go see the Wizard and and get him a heart? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, like, yo, I, I'm I'm just joking, but I mean, like, he he's he's only 25, you know, and then he's already putting up 25, like you said, all those numbers that he throws out there, mm-hmm. plus great shooting percentages too. So, um, like, uh, next year he'll be entering his prime. He'll be 26, you know, Woo! entering the prime years. So, you know, what's he gonna do in his prime once once all the stuff that he was able to do and he finally gets it together, you know?
1: Then then what you know? So. It's funny. Now, day by day, Knicks ain't winning jack with that roster with the Nets around. The Nets didn't even beat the Bucks. So the current boogeyman right now is in the Eastern Conference right now. Two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP, one of the best resumes ever for a 26-year-old. I don't want to hear nothing about the Nets.
0: Yo, shout out to Day by Day, but you just got here, man. You know, don't don't, don't come in here and start talking shit about, about what we're saying. You know, you got to love Knicks fans, star, always stargazing. Don't get me started. You know what I'm saying? You just got here. We're we already um, about an hour and a half into this podcast. Don't come in here at the last five minutes talking about that, that we stargazing and all, and all You know what I'm saying? Wait, wait,
1: wait hold on. Go watch lead the replay. Stargazing. There you go. Please, lead out real quick. Let, let, let's debunk this, right? what happened back in 2010 i don't know but i'm with it tell me what happened so wasn't we supposed to get lebron james back in 2010 yeah we were supposed what to happened? get a lot of things look oh we didn't get lebron james right no what was supposed to happen back in 2018 2019 wasn't you supposed to get kevin durant
0: yeah, and Kyrie was supposed to be coming, too. It was, it was a whole – they already had the – you know, Stephen A. Smith said, yo, they're definitely coming. Everybody's coming. You know, You know, so that few, wasn't us.
1: So a few years prior, wasn't we supposed to get LaMarcus Aldridge to come join Carmelo Anthony? Because I've seen that rumor before as well. How are we stargazing? And we haven't – and our best free agent to come to the Knicks is Julius Randle in the past 20 years. How are we stargazing? How you sound mad. We just we just got here. Can we enjoy the success?
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we already given the um the subject a little bit too much time anyway. Like like I said, my, my man just came in here five minutes ago. You know what I'm saying? Wipe your feet before you come in the house. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know? Oh
1: God. Yeah, yes. take your
0: shoes off one time, man yeah? You know what I'm saying? Before you start walking around and shit.
1: Oh, God, man. We got it. Now you said now injuries is a part of the sport. I, I don't give a damn about your injuries. We're in the same conference. If you're a Nets fan, we're in the same conference, right? Your team has three Hall of Famers currently. And y'all are above the luxury tax uh, limit. And you couldn't get out the second round with three Hall of Famers in your starting lineup? I don't care if they was hurt. Being hurt is a part of the sport. If the Knicks had Harden, Kyrie, and Durant on their roster, and we didn't get out the second round.
0: (laughs) You want to talk about stargazing? We would have to leave leave the planet, Knicks fans. There would be nowhere that we could hide. You know, there'll be aliens in outer space talking about, oh, oh you had Kevin Durant. the round. You didn't get out the second round. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we There would be no place on, in, in reality that we'll be able to escape that. You know, or but, you know, Brooklyn Nets, you know, it's whatever because nobody cares
1: about the Brooklyn Nets. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody gives a damn. Matter of fact, Kyrie Irving had a 50, 40, 90 season last season. Ask me how many people brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I I got dudes that
0: I that I know. They always want to argue with me because they know I'm the Nick fan. But I don't argue with nobody. You know, you want to nah. argue? Go ahead, uh, go ahead and ahead, argue if you want to. Nah. But you know, as, as they arguing, I said, "Well, well, you know, you got this guy." I mentioned mention a player. They're like, "Who?" There you go. You know, that's why I ain't arguing with you. <laughs> that's
1: the end of that. You know, what I'm saying goodbye. You know, what I'm saying see you later. You know, yeah, damn. Even my wife know who the hell RJ Barrett is. Come on, man. <laughs> Oh, man. but I, I guess we got
0: everything Um, i mean do we not get everything every, <laughs> every time you do a podcast, we, we freaking like turn every leaf
1: <laughs> but I, yeah. I i felt like the, the the whole like business aspect was I, i'm glad we got on that topic because the nba is a business and caa is a a, a super agent company and we got the super agent the former super agent of caa as our president of basketball operations and he does good business and he, t- he takes care of all his employees he's t- matter of fact real quick he i believe miles powell he re-signed then he resigned miles powell and then released him again the next day so he could get his full salary for the whole season
0: yeah good business and then we find out, you know, after the fact that, that he's, he's about to sue Seton Hall because they messed him up. You know, the medical staff over there in Seton Hall messed him up. You know, you know what I'm saying? So they did a masala to give him a little bit of bread to hold him down until that situation, you know, comes together. So that's that's all good business. Like you said, you got you got to um you got to make friends because Miles Powell might end up being a sports agent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Down the line. Just like anything, like even like like our jobs and stuff like that, it don't it don't pay to be an asshole at your job because you don't know the guy that you that you shitting on. He gonna be a boss one day. That's you know a what fact. I'm saying? If if and if he was good to him, he might bring you up with him.
1: That's a fact. That's a fact. Always treat your people's good. Yo. Always yeah. treat your people's good. Good example. Now I'm a, and, and and I'm gonna be out. Um, y'all know where to follow the podcast. You know, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, everything, everything. Y'all know where to find us, man uh Spotify, we'd have said this a million times already. But real quick, now you said do people now do good for others the way you want them to treat you or do good for you, right? right. So I was a cool I was a cool kid in, in elementary school. And this is somebody from like 20 years ago, right? So when I was looking for an apartment die hard, right? I was looking everywhere, bro. I was looking everywhere. I had everybody running my credit. Run this, that, and a third. So I had this particular place run my credit, right? So I get a phone call from this place that ran my credit like two months later. I say, Yo, hello. She said, Wait, this Sylvester, this uh, uh this Samantha, my elementary school friend, is the mm. lady who you give your rent checks to. So that's how I, that's how I got the apartment. Now, connects, connections. Do good for your peoples, and we will show you love later on. Leon Rose is doing good for his peoples, so we're going to get some love later on. Yeah, it's a small world, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big time, small world. But I guess that all. Anything else you want to say, bro?
0: <laughs> Nothing, man. Wipe your feet before you step in the house. You know what I'm talking oh. about.
1: <laughs> That's all I got to say. I don't like <laughs> your goddamn feet, man. Uh, yeah shout out to Day by Day, though, man. We appreciate you, Net fans, because it ain't no Net fan. Uh, yeah, no doubt. It, it, it ain't no Net fan TV. It ain't no Die Hard Nets. It ain't no State of the New York Nets. Oh, my God, that sounds disgusting. State of the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, God. Um, But I'm out here, man. Dog. Peace out. Peace. Yep. Purell. Man, soap, get some TV. soap on
0: them joints, man.
1: You get some soap <laughs> on, man. Forget the Purells, though. <laughs> God, <laughs> nation, I'm out of here, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Uh, um, Peace Tricky nicky appreciate you for um showing love to the chat all night, man. You got those guys going, man. And Nickel for life too. Appreciate you too. But yeah, I'm out Tricky here, man, man.
0: might need a piss test, man.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: y'all, all, y'all, I appreciate <laughs>
0: <you>. <laughs> all right, man. Peace, y'all. Yo, yo like like stay were saying, thank you everybody for popping in the chat. You know. We we talk our shit here, man, but it ain't nothing ain't nothing personal. We just kind of like busting chops and all this sort of stuff, man. So, anyway, thank you for for, for tuning in to next podcast. You know, I am Jarrell. Everybody here, I'll see you guys at the next one. Peace.